Welcome to the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle podcast. I'm Alexandra Pecci, Revenue Cycle Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is David Ralston, Assistant Vice President of Revenue Cycle at Jackson Hospital in Montgomery, Alabama. David, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. On January 1st, 2021, CMS's price transparency rules for hospitals will go into effect. Although many stakeholders, including the American Hospital Association, have been fighting this rule, the general consensus is that some form of price transparency is needed. Regardless of the rule, our guest David feels strongly that hospitals not only owe it to patients to provide pre-service billing transparency, but that doing so is also a business imperative. David, thanks for sharing Jackson Hospital's work in this area. Ultimately, you believe that price transparency is a good thing. Why is it important for business? And why do hospitals owe such information to patients? Well, when we look at overall price transparency um, and, and why it's important to do business and why it's important for hospitals and patients, you know, we want to be able to uh, empower the patients to make a more meaningful and uh, have a price comparison prior to receiving care. Um, it should be something that's easy to use and easy to communicate to the stakeholders, which are the patients. Um, it should de define really the value of the service for the care purchaser, um, you know, and be able to provide patients with the information they need to understand the total price of their care. Uh, and that's including, you know, really what is that total price? Um, so it's going to require a commitment uh, and participation from really all st stakeholders. Um, so we want to make sure that we are uh, meeting the patient's expectation, uh, improving the patient satisfaction by reducing the overall financial anxiety, uh, and enable that patient to shop for services at your facility. Um, you know, utilizing existing technology that we already have on hand. I mean, it's all already there. So really, it's just putting the pieces together for a financial component for the patient um, to allow them to continue to shop their, for healthcare. Uh, it'll help decrease the patient anxiety um, by starting that conversation about the financial responsibility earlier in the care process and provide real price transparency to reduce that surprise billing component that we see every once in a while. Um, you know, when you're actually able to provide the estimate and ensure that, you, that the out-of-pocket costs are, are there. Um, it's just going to help with that overall financial experience. Um, and for the hospital itself, it's actually going to increase your pre-service revenue. Uh, and that's actually where it costs the least. And you're most likely to collect co-pays and deductibles. Uh, and it's at the highest point to where it's going to reduce your overall cost to collect. And then that actually translates to a reduced in cost in care. And for us, it's also going to increase our reputation and our brand and create a competitive advantage for us um, as you know, a, a not-for-profit hospital. Uh, we'll be able to really showcase you know, the, the care and the cost of care um, with our outcomes. So with all that said, do you think that bare bones compliance with this and other government mandated price transparency rules is enough for hospitals? And if not, what else is needed to be truly meaningful for patients? Um, as we here look here, the, the current issues is, you know, the mandate does fall short. 
um, and it creates confusion. And what I mean by that is, uh, one, the final rules for the provider, and two, the new proposed executive order aimed at both, at, well, aimed at the payers. So both the final and the proposed rules um, that provide that negotiate the, the negotiated contract pricing um, and the information to be made publicly available by hospitals um, and potentially also by the payers. So while the intention of the rule, in, or actually the proposed rule, is to create competition in healthcare in the healthcare industry, the goal in the goal to drive down healthcare costs. Uh, it's really going to help protect consumers from the unexpected costs, and some people feel the rule has missed the mark on providing the actual cost transparency, because for patients, it really just boils down to wanting to know what their out-of-pocket cost is going to be, and under the final rule, patients won't necessarily have the content to fully understand these costs and make the educated you know, decisions um, in the purchasing power. So really what's needed, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are retaining and attract new patients. Um, so that gives the hospital additional revenue. And it's going to require a more patient-centric approach to this. So really, you know, reach out to the patient and let the patient know that, you know, this is what the cost should be. Um, you know, just as if you were going anywhere else to, to purchase anything else. And, you know, bottom line, you know, what do I owe? You know, when you don't, when you go in and purchase something, you have the expectation of what the price is. You see the price tag. This will actually allow us to do that. Well, now let's shift to Jackson Hospital and Clinic's price transparency efforts. First, give us the big picture. Where, when, and why did you start this work? Well, it hasn't been uh, that long of a journey. I mean, we've known about it for a while, but in December of 2019, we determined. Um, that we couldn't do this alone. So we actually chose one of our vendor partners uh, who was working on this, AccuReg, and they became our partner of choice for this. So uh, they, they were already had some additional technologies here, but it was an easy transition. So, you know, we actually started the effort to move forward in uh, February of 2020. That's when we launched the effort and started putting, uh, you know, working on what the process and flow was going to look like for the hospital and and really start moving down that 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 avenue um and why we did it so early uh we really wanted to be ahead of the curve uh you know we wanted to make sure that if something came up um with the changes in the executive order that we were going to be able to meet that we wanted to make sure that was going to avoid avoid our current uh, processes and workflow. You know, we have a lot of uh, conflicting priorities. Um, you know, limited resources is something that's really well known at hospitals. So we wanted to make sure that we were going to meet the guidelines of this. Um, you know, one of the things that that comes out of this is uh, you know the $300 per day penalty um, if you're not compliant by uh, January 1st, and that's a little bit expensive for a not-for-profit hospital. When it starts to add up, and then ultimately, you know, helping to provide that consumer benefit uh, and really be able to provide um, the tra the transparency product as soon as possible to our patients. And you managed to launch it right before the pandemic really hit, so you don't yeah. find yourself in the middle of a pandemic trying to do this. 
Yeah, I think we just uh, just just dodged an issue with that of, uh, you know, we were already in the throes of it, you know, getting things moving forward and the pandemic really started to hit in uh, in March and April here. And uh, we were able to already have, you know, this process in place to move forward and really, uh, you know, have the implementation groundwork already completed. So it was uh, very easy for us to make that transition. So now that you've launched, can you describe how exactly you provide price transparency to patients? What information do they receive? How do they receive it? And then how can they act on it? Yeah, um, how they receive the information is actually, it's a, with, with our vendor, um, you know, working through AccuRidge, they, they actually provided us with a, an actual website. Um, so we're able to, you know, add everything to our website and they will uh, provide us the information that can be accessible um, in really any way a consumer would shop anywhere else. Um, mobile device, laptop, uh, desktop friendly, but it's a, it's a link just right on our website where it goes out and, and pulls the information. Um, it'll provide that uh, self-pay cost uh, for a specific service and benefit coverage. Um, it actually goes out and, and pings the, the, the payer. So the payer knows exactly um, what that information is gonna be provided back to us. Um, so it, they have our contracts, they have the uh, total 300 of our uh, procedures that they're gonna be covering for us. And uh, we know exactly what that, what that price is gonna be for that patient. Um, so all that information is, is fully accessible. Um, it provides a unique reference number for the staff to go back and validate um, uh, the patient estimate if needed. Um, it's fully printable and uh, you know, the, the, it helps also with our pre-access payment. Um, so we can have that estimate, they know what the expectation is and we can collect on that as early as possible. Um, so it, it really is an, an overall added benefit uh, for everybody. It makes the patient access process uh, smoother because it already has, sets the expectation. Um, it doesn't make the ask as, as hard. You know, there's always a, a patent patient access. One of the hardest things to do is ask for money, uh, which really it shouldn't be because that's everywhere you go to purchase a service, um, there's always an ask for money. But we're able to do that uh, with a, a higher standard now uh, by using uh, price transparency tools. Can you tell us about how artificial intelligence plays into the price transparency efforts? Yeah, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, that's something that we are definitely moving in, moving towards um, throughout healthcare. And this is one of those spots where we are seeing it um, really make a play because um, it helps actually the consumer uh, in the decision making process. So we have the information because we have the contracts, we know how much they've paid in their co-pays and the deductibles previously. Um, so it's gonna provide us you know, the, the good estimate that needs to be done. Uh, it's gonna use that historical physician specific uh, tendencies to help predict uh, the estimate. So we know exactly what we're looking at. Um, and you know, it's gonna provide us you know, the right treatment plan uh, for the patient moving forward. 
It's also going to help us provide additional support and information that we'll use to determine uh, what the patient will owe. So it's being really more on the proactive approach. And going back to that patient-centric approach uh, to retain and attract new patients. Uh, you know, we're in a pretty uh, strong market here with a lot of competitors. And we really think that, you know, having the price transparency um, in, in how we present it and how accessible it is, is really gonna be a differentiator for how we do business here. Um, and also with our accuracy, because you know we we have a established relationship with our vendor uh, that'll help produce those accurate um, uh, you know estimates. And ultimately, the one thing that we want to also avoid is uh, reduce surprise charges um, and surprise billing. Um, you know, this is the only industry that you go in and provide get receive a service that you don't know how much it's gonna cost at the end of it. So this will eliminate some of that. I mean, we've all gotten bills um, from healthcare providers going, you know, I, I thought my insurance is gonna cover this. You know, what is this $300 that I'm paying for? Uh, th I think, you know, eliminating that uh, will actually also improve customer service. Um, and, you know, that goes back to our HCAP scores and higher benefits back to the hospital. So there, it's, a, it's an all around benefit that I can see moving forward and having that artificial intelligence will, will help provide that to us. Can you tell us also about the scripting and training for staff? Yeah, um, that was something we actually worked with our, our partner vendor with as well. Uh, we, it's, it's not just having the information, it's how you're going to prevent, uh, to present the information. Um, you know, the, the whole communication process and starting it from the beginning um, you know, we can anticipate the patient's questions by, you know, actually, you know, we've had the, our little, our, our scripting and how to, how to talk to a patient and we're doing a little bit of role playing with that um, and, and just practicing what that should look like because this is, it's not new to, the, to us to ask for money, but, you know, when you have this information, uh, you know, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. So we're able to have that you know, really on hand. Um, the the scripts and the prompts um, also help with staff confidence in doing their job. I mean, we're seeing uh, higher employee satisfaction. Uh, that goes along with patient satisfaction. Uh, and that's, you know, been able to increase our pre-service revenue. So we're seeing that we're able to collect more upfront and the, the patients just are, are more satisfied by paying it and knowing that it's out of the way and they don't have to really, you know, stress about, you know, what's this bill going to look like when I get it uh, down the line. Um, and overall, you know, it's improved, you know, customer success and overall success for the hospital um, in, in general. So it's, uh, it's been, you know, a significant advantage to us to have this rolled out. Now that you have it rolled out, what are the metrics that you'll be tracking to gauge the success of this initiative and what outcomes are you expecting? Um, I think some of the data that we're going to be tracking um, starts with, you know, having that conversation earlier um, about the patient financial responsibility. It's going to help us um, protect some of the reoccurring revenue. So, you know, some of the outcomes that we're really going to see, it's going to start to attract new patients and uh, from competing facilities because we will have that competitive advantage. 
you know, our pre-service point of service collections, as I mentioned, you know, we're getting paid faster. Um, and every CFO, that, that's what they're, that's what, that, that's really their focus is, you know, I, I don't need the, the money three months from now. I really need to get the money now because we all have things that we want to do and provide to our community. As a not-for-profit, that's, that's one of our biggest stakeholders is what services can we continue to go back and provide to our community? So getting paid faster um, is significant to us. Um, improve patient satisfaction metrics. You know, once again, it's all about the patient. It's patient-centric. Um, improve the ability to, to connect with patients um, for their, our financial assisti, uh, assistance, charity care. Um, you know, what, what other benefits can we provide to the patient? Um, and ultimately, it's going to help our uh, decrease our cost to collect. Because if you can collect that service before it's likely to go to a bad debt company or even to, um, to send a statement on it and pay for uh, the statement, the envelope, postage, you know, you're reducing your overall cost to collect um, from, from, the, from a very simple process from the beginning. And, uh, you know, and your likelihood to collect is significantly higher if you can collect it at the, uh, the pre-service uh, process. Lastly, what advice do you have for someone who's in your position but hasn't started the price transparency effort at their own facility? Um, like it says here, you'll really find a partner that has a, has a proven price estimate track record. Um, you know, know that your contracts are already, are gonna be managed and you're working through the process with them. Um, you know, we are in, you are in a time crunch right now, uh, and your partner has to be able to react and really implement this quickly. Um, and because we were already a partner with AccuEdge, it was an easy, easy transition for us to make. Um, but it's really, there's a lot of complexity that goes into this, um, to generating these, these type of estimates. You know, you have contracts, you have uh, analytics, they have to have someone doing the analysis, you have to be able to they have to be able to process claims data so all these things that are encompassed to really provide an accurate you know estimate for price transparency needs to be completed and you know luckily we were able to do that um, and really it's, it's adding that that patient value but if you haven't started yet you know really like it says you know don't be deterred uh, it's a win-win patients for hospitals. Um, just, you know, start to act on it as soon as possible. Um, because if your, if your current, um, front end management, uh, program isn't already set up for this, then you're, you're going to be behind the eight ball a little bit, but you can catch up and you can get it done, uh, by going back and, uh, looking at other partners or a partner that can best benefit you. That's all the time we have for today. David, it's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you for being here and sharing your expertise with us. And thank you listeners for joining us on the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of patients and each other. <laughs>